Hey guys, I am here to tell you about Beyond the Nest. It is an innovative travel community built for the post-COVID world, designed by two amazing open-hearted travelers and business women. These women believe in the transformational power of travel and know that in 2021, people will want more than what travel used to offer. Beyond the Nest offers a series of international and domestic retreats for small groups who value education and luxury equally. Each retreat takes place at a five-star venue featuring renowned experts and exclusive experiences like private artist-led gallery tours. Beyond the Nest is already selling out spots for their first few trips. Visit their website at www.beyondthenest.org and mention our podcast for a 15% off discount on your first trip. Hey guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I am so excited that you are here. Let's dive right into this week's topic. So to me, codependency is, it's gray. I look at it as gray, kind of like narcissism, right? So there's like the spectrum. With codependency, it's the same thing in the sense that you can be an extreme codependent where you are always needing to be around people. You always have to be in a relationship. You really struggle with, I need validation. I crave love, you know, real needy, low self-esteem aspects. Someone who really cannot take care of themselves in many, many ways. Then you have someone who is probably like a higher functioning person, right? They're, they're healthy in a lot of aspects of their life. Um, maybe they enjoy being alone and so they don't need to always be around people to kind of feed them, but they do have tendencies of that codependency. Now both will struggle with the same things, they'll just do it in different ways, meaning someone who's more extreme is gonna do it a lot of the time, or someone who's perhaps not as extreme um, will only do it a little bit of the time. And mostly the person who's probably the higher functioning codependent will only do it with specific people. So there's gonna be a specific wound or a specific person that kind of triggers that codependency where I need you to be okay, um, the people pleaser thing comes into play, what I think and what I feel kind of goes out the window because I've now put you above me in that sense. I'm not filling myself I'm not filling myself up first. I'm actually just giving and giving and giving to you. The really severe case of this is where this person does this with everyone and everything and every situation. So they very much do not know who they are. They have absolutely no sense of self. Where someone who could just have a lot of tendencies and suffer with codependency, don't get me wrong, but have more of a lighter, I guess, diagnosis of it. They still have bits and pieces of knowing how they feel and what they think. And they have some kind of a sense of relationship with themselves, a sense of self, but they don't hone that relationship. They don't really honor it too, too often. There are two really big reasons why a codependent will always take on too much. One is going to be poor boundaries, and the other is going to be suffering from being the caretaker all the time. So when we talk about the caretaker, this is the person that I just want to help it. I feel like it's my responsibility to actually solve problems that are not mine, where you feel a real sense of, I, I need to do this, I need to help, where you've taken on so many people in your life and their situations and their problems as if they were your own. Now, one really big reason for this is, you know, a lot of codependents are also empaths, but not not all are and not all empaths are codependent, but the two very much go hand in hand. And so with that being said, if you are someone who 
resonates with being an empath, you could tiptoe into that bits of codependency if you haven't really learned boundaries and if you haven't really learned how to have a strong sense of self. The reason being is that it is going to affect you on a different level to see people struggling. Now, if you do suffer from this kind of caretaker mentality, chances are you grew up in a household where you have felt out of control, where you felt like the adults that were in your life that were supposed to be responsible for you were not capable. Maybe perhaps you resonate with being an old soul. Maybe perhaps you kind of understood that, hey, someone can't do this for me, so I have to do it for myself, whether it was something physical, emotional, mental, whatever. Not only did you have to step up to the plate for yourself, but you perhaps also had to do it with other siblings in your life, cousins, perhaps even your parents. You know, if you're dealing with addiction and real, real, real mental health in your family, then you understood that mom in no way, shape or form was able to take care of herself or perhaps dad as well. So you had to very much step in and be the adult. So you learned at a very young age, you were programmed to be a caretaker. You learned that it wasn't okay. I wasn't the first person you learned that you were not the first person with the concerns. You were not the person that everyone said, hey, are you okay? Do you need something? No one nurtured that inside of you. No one really cared to some extent, or maybe they weren't capable of doing it. And so you had to be that for yourself as well as other people. So when you have felt a sense of really being out of control, maybe someone wasn't able to take care of you emotionally or mentally or physically. So because you have felt very out of control at points in your, in your childhood or in your life, you learn that what I think and what I feel very much gets suppressed because I am just here to take care of others. And so that became your programming. And so when you get into relationships, no matter who they are, you're always going to have, that is your outline. That is what you go off of when you enter into relationships that I put myself second and you become first. So this is where you do start taking on problems that aren't your own. And when someone says something that is going on with them because you're the empath, maybe you do feel a little deeper about that situation than most people because you haven't learned how to disengage or how to um, separate yourself from someone else's life. So again, that sense of feeling out of control, if I am taking on everything, then I'm in control and I get to decide whether things go right or wrong. And even if they do go wrong, I still have control over that because then maybe I can fix it again. So the more control I have, the more I take on all of these tasks or handle all of these situations, it's going to exhaust me, obviously we know that. It's not healthy, obviously we know that, but it gives me a sense of relief. Because again, it's what you've been programmed to do. You've been programmed to go about life and handle life in this way. Hey guys, one of the many activities you can do to fill the time is doing a jigsaw wooden puzzle. It is one of the most nostalgic pastimes. It's a fun, low stakes activity to help you slow down and stay in the moment. It also helps to reduce anxieties. Plus it is super satisfying to complete one. The puzzles are gorgeous when put together and it's a great gift for folks who love animals. These sophisticated puzzles have a super fun woody fragrance. They are made up of natural paper, birch wood, and have non-toxic glue. So they are eco-friendly. You can put pictures together of boxes, dragons, or wolves, and have fun with your family. It's a great activity that all families can do with their kids. 
Uni Dragon wooden jigsaw puzzles for kids and adults are sure to entertain all experience levels. So go ahead and use the coupon code DRAGONHEEL before April 1st to get 10% discount on anything on their website. And I will link everything below. Now, as you begin to kind of heal from codependency, one of the first things that no matter what blog article you read or video you watch or therapist you go to, everyone's gonna say the same thing. You really have to start focusing more on yourself. Should I be doing this? Is this good for me? Can I do this? You know, really staying in touch with yourself. You're really, really trying to have a sense of self and to be connected and to know what you need and what you think and how you feel and is this best for me right now your only purpose is to solely take care of yourself first i mean we learn this all over the place we know this right when we go into the the plane and if the plane's going down we got to put our mask on first we've all heard these analogies before but the truth of the matter is it's actually true you cannot physically be everything for everyone and you especially can't do it if you're coming from such an unhealthy way of living you know there's a huge difference between wanting to help someone because you're in a good space and you can and doing it because you feel like you have to do it when you feel like there's no choice but to get involved as if it's a feeling like you're almost going into fight or flight like almost like this problem is happening to me you have then you straight know you're going off of programming you're going off of a wound you're going off of how you've always been and you have to really stop and pause in order to decipher which direction should i go in now do i do the same thing that i've always done which is dive deep into this problem and it's not mine and i shouldn't be getting involved in this right now or do i need to take a different direction and here's the kind of tough part is when you take the different direction, it doesn't feel natural. It's not going to be comfortable because you're doing something that you've never done before. You're going, you're changing a habit. So it's not gonna feel right. You're gonna feel guilty. You're gonna feel probably a little bit of shame. You're going to have those kinds of uncomfortable feelings because you are doing something that isn't natural. And of course the mind's gonna go to a place of telling you stories that are going to want to support that old programming, which is, I am selfish, which is, I can't believe I don't wanna help this person right now. I do love them, why, why don't I wanna help them? So all of that's gonna come up because it's attached to that old program that was laid out years ago for you to live in a world where you behave in this way, where you take on too much. Because again, you don't have that sense of self, you're not used to putting yourself first, you don't know what you think, you don't even ask yourself how you feel or do you wanna do this or should I do it? There's none of those conversations that are going on. I know for me, for years, and it wasn't with everyone in my life, it was only with specific people, where when I heard something was going wrong or when someone was struggling in a certain area, I didn't even think twice, I just dove right in, as if it was my problem. So one of the great lessons of learning how to basically heal from codependency and not take on everyone else's problems and not take on too much because maybe you're getting resentful, maybe you're getting exhausted, or maybe you're just realizing why do I keep diving full knee deep into everyone else's stuff? One of the things that's really going to help is for you to not be so reactive to life. So when we start really practicing parenting ourselves, when we're knee deep in self-development, we learned, okay, I'm codependent. I gotta figure this stuff out because this isn't helping me anymore. You have to start a practice of slowing down. You have to start a practice of not being so reactive to life and learn how to slow down to ask yourself, 
Why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Does this involve me right now? Am I, am I filled up enough that I want to help, that it's good for me to help? So are there gonna be times where you're gonna do things that aren't convenient and you are exhausted and you don't wanna do it? Yeah, of course, we all have friends and family and we all wanna help each other out when we need it. The difference between that and something that's a little bit more unhealthy is you're doing it constantly all the time because either on some level you're looking for validation, you're looking for love, you're looking for, hey, I'm a great person, look at me, or perhaps you genuinely do love helping people, but you don't ever find balance between being the saint that you are and taking care of yourself. And I think that's where most people struggle with. Don't get me wrong, there's a, a huge audience of people who really don't even stop to ask themselves, you know, what do I think? How do I feel? Should I do this? Is this good for me to do this right now? Should I just go home instead of helping this person? And, you know, unfortunately, they'll have to find someone else and dealing with that little bit of backlash that you might get and learning how to set boundaries with people on what you can and cannot do and what you will and will not do for whatever your reasons are because they're your reasons and that's all that matters and you don't need to over explain yourself to anyone that loves and respects you. Yes, but I do think majority of the people really know that they don't want to do something but they just are in a habit of being a little bit of a little bit reactive to life and they don't really slow down enough to start practicing this skill a lot of people really want to help they genuinely feel good when they do help but they have to find balance between being that person that they probably are just meant to be that good soul versus i have to take care of myself and also allowing other people to deal with their own problems because you have to allow people to grow on their own and not butt in every single time someone you see is hitting a bump in the road. While of course we don't like to see anyone in pain, it is everyone's life journey to go through their own experiences and you're not helping them by any means by doing everything for them. Now don't get me wrong, if you're like the extreme codependent and you have poor self-esteem, you're desperately seeking approval from people, you just want to feel that sense of love. And again, it might be from specific people in your life that you struggle with this, or it could be you know, anyone and anything pretty much that you struggle with this, but that real yearning for, I need you to think I'm a good person, I need you to love me, I need you to see all the good work that I'm doing for you and to never leave me. You know, I think when you come from those spaces, that's where you really have to not just, of course, be less reactive and be mindful and why are you doing this and all that stuff, but you also have to really start healing some deep-seated wounds because it's those wounds and those stories that are attached to them that are causing you to really believe that if you are the perfect person that's always helping everyone out, that no one's ever gonna leave you. So it's really all of those wounds that are causing you to kind of like stay stuck on this cycle of doing the same thing over and over again, which causes you to be reactive, which causes you to not be mindful, so again, what I always tell people is try to take an inventory in your life. Who are the people that you know you always are constantly taking on their problems? And start from there. Are there any wounds attached to this person that you know you need to heal? 
If not, or maybe there are, but maybe they're just still faint and they haven't fully healed, but you're working on it, a lot of this is going to be just about reprogramming. It's gonna be about, like I said, slowing down and trying to figure out which direction do I wanna go in? Do I need to be doing this right now? Does this involve me? And I think when you start practicing that, it'll start to come really, really easily with other people in your life. And you'll start to really start owning what's best for you first and foremost and you won't begin the same habitual habits over and over again and that have kept you stuck in this codependency for probably a multitude of years so i hope that that has helped you guys i hope that you have gotten some good tidbits from this podcast thank you so much guys for all of the love and supporting these episodes i hope they were inspirational and motivating and inspired you and educated you as well Thanks again. I'll see you next week. Setting boundaries is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. Do you need help not only learning how to set a boundary, but also enforcing them? Stephanie is offering her boundaries course for only $20 for the month of March. Just use code MARCH20 at checkout. You will learn why it's so important to stand up for yourself and what you deserve. Building these boundaries, you will see improvements in your confidence, relationships, friendships, and career.